Hello everyone! As a heads up, this episode has been divided into two parts. You are now listening to part two. If you haven't listened to part one yet, please go back and do so before continuing forward. We hope you enjoy. Um, so yeah, really upsetting. And of course, the situation is so... I love this interaction too. Katniss ends up running away and just really stuck in the emotion of it all. And she realizes, oh, shoot, Peter or Haymitch will have to go in, too. And so she goes back to Haymitch. And, of course, <laughs> Peter had already been there. <laughs> well, Haymitch is like, what, you want me to die, basically? That's what you came to ask me? And she's like, well, she starts off just being like, I want a drink. Uh, dealing with the That's trauma. That's not a good day. <laughs> no. So they chat, and Katniss is basically like, well, Haymitch is like, you could live a thousand lifetimes and never deserve that boy. <laughs> she's and like, it's I know. so true. And she's like, I know, and that's why we need to keep him alive, because he deserves it more than either of us do. And so that's her goal, is to get Peta out of this life. She's like, they're not going to let me live. And they may not let Peta live, but I'm going... They're more likely to let Peta live than me, because right. Katniss is the problem. Um, there's no way she's getting out of this, for sure. And so that is their plan, is to do that. And this is where Katniss starts to kind of forget who the real enemy is in a lot of ways, because she's mm. so, like... She's kind of given up hope for herself, and for everything, she's just kind of like, well, I just, like, her main focus is to keep it alive. She still has moments of being like, oh, I kind of hope that the uprisings continue because this really needs to stop and things like that. But really her focus is, I'm going to do everything I can to keep Peta alive. I don't care right. who else gets hurt is really her kind of attitude. Yeah. We also do, just a side note, we see, they watch the tape from Haymitch's games, and so we learn a little bit more about his experience, which he actually partnered up with a girl in his district as well, who ended up dying in his arms. (laughs) Poor Haymitch. (laughs) Anyway, and then, but he ends up using a little glitch in the system to win that the capital probably did not mean for him to use and so Katniss just gains a lot of respect for him recognizing like he also has caused a lot of problems for the capital and so between the two of us we should be able to keep Peta alive because we're not afraid basically to do right. whatever it takes neither of us yeah um, capital and- is like those darn district 12 people yeah, they know <laughs> they're the underdogs <laughs> so continuing forward um, we meet the tributes of this round some of the key ones being Finnick, Joanna, Mags, Beattie, and Wyrus are some of the main players that they end up working with. So this is a situation where it's better to make allies because they all already know each other. And so it's going to be a lot harder for them to kill each other. And so if you're not friends with them, then they're like, cool, I'll kill you because I don't want to kill my friend. Right. And so it's not easy for Candace. (laughs) This is not her strong suit is making friends. (laughs) I do have to appreciate, though, I think it's it cracked me up that the capital like did this as a way to kind of game back control, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh yeah, we'll show you victors that we're actually the ones in charge. Yeah. But then the whole time the capital is fighting the fact that the victors are also chill. Yeah. It's like the they all show up to these events. Care. They're just like hanging out and they get in their little grooves and they're just talking to each other mm-hmm. and nobody's like 
nobody's each other's enemy yeah. in this group, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and I just love the fact that it's an immediate slap in the capital's face. Yeah. Like it backfires on them so fast because these victors are just not reacting yeah. the way that they want them to. And it's not creating the fear and suspense that's supposed yeah. to be there. <laughs> and the capital themselves, like the people of the capital, love these people yes, too. Yes, that's another so one. that's another way it backfires because it's like then the capital themselves are upset about they're this. So, they're genuinely upset. Yes. There's like yeah. a, there's a level of genuine love and care for these people that they've seen and waved mm-hmm. to for Years, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> decades in so, some cases, yeah. who have been public figures. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they're not happy about this situation either, which just feeds the fire of the rebellion. And then, yeah, the victors themselves feed the fire because they aren't playing. They all know what the capital, the capital's games. They yeah. understand it. They've experienced Better than ever, it. anyone. Mm-hmm. And they're the kind of people who are willing to stand up and do what it takes and they don't have lives anyway we've talked about how they're all slaves yeah but they can't do Mm -hmm. anything on their own but now this is suddenly a chance where they're all together and have rebellion happening and Mm -hmm. they can do something yeah so it's like bad choice on snow's part Mm -hmm. that's all i have to say (laughs) he he forgot the part where he said even the strongest i'm like these are not gonna be easy people to deal with yeah that they survived the Hunger Games and oh. they're adults now. Tori, you just gave me goosebumps. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> you forgot the part where you said the strongest. Yeah, oh my goodness. goodness. <laughs> but they still like to play all the psychological games with Katniss because then they get back to their apartment, their penthouse, and they see their slaves, basically, yes. that they get, the Avoxes, who are people who have committed crimes against the capital and they basically i don't think they have their tongues removed but something is done to their tongues that makes it so they can't oh, talk okay. i'm not a, i think they i have, imagined it as removal but I don't yeah know. i thought it was removal but then katniss has like a little moment in this at some point where she says something about they do something to their tongues but okay. i don't yeah, surgically to their tongues was how they she described it and i was like oh i thought they just removed it but i think it's like a little bit different anyway so basically they get there and one of them is a girl who was there last the last year who um katniss had seen in the woods and had seen caught by the capital before but the other one is darius who was the peacekeeper who was unconscious on the ground when they went to save gail and so it's really traumatizing for her as you would expect um that <laughs> I don't know why she thinks she needs to be mad at PETA all the time. (laughs) But she's like mad at PETA because he laughed at her because basically he called her a prude. (laughs) Because everybody's like kissing her on the lips and Joanna's getting naked in front of them on the elevator. And she's all like shook and PETA's like laughing at her and is like, they're just trying to mess with you because you're just so pure. (laughs) She's like, no. And he's like, yeah, you'd barely look at me when I was naked when I was injured. Like, <laughs> like by capital standards, you are so pure. Anyway, and so she's mad at him about that. And then the serious thing just threw her off. And so she's like, she's basically like, well, I may save his life, but I don't have to like him. <laughs> I don't have to be nice to him. I'm like, oh, God. And it's this it's this one area where she feels like PETA can't relate to her Mm -hmm. still because she has this relationship with the peacekeepers that somebody who grew up like middle class like PETA doesn't really 
have. Mm -hmm. And so it's, there's still a level of her not fully letting PETA Mm -hmm. in because she doesn't, she doesn't believe that he can actually understand everything Mm -hmm. that she's been through, which is true to a point, but he would try if she would let him. (laughs) And it's kind of a situation at this point where, I mean, neither of them is going to understand everything. Right. But at this point in your life, PETA probably understands a lot more than Gail does. <laughs> like, if you're comparing You didn't to have to compare. <laughs> you, you do have to compare. <laughs> Nobody was talking about doing. Gail, sorry. But I'm just saying, well, because in this, she's also kind of thinking, like, the idea is... PETA doesn't understand, but Gail would. But Gail would, yes. Uh It's true. But overall, PETA understands her significantly more than Gail does at this Uh point. Yeah. And not just, like, her experiences, but also her. Yes. Like, he knows her better than Gail does. Right. Which Gail doesn't even understand that that's the case anymore, either way. (laughs) But I know. Sort of. Um, (laughs) He'll be fine. It's okay. We got a moment of sympathy from you. I'll take it. You know, Gail's not a horrible person. I just don't want him with Canis. Anyway, okay, moving on. (laughs) So then we do still see her having moments of remembering who the real enemy is and who she's fighting. But there is some level of it all being for PETA instead of as like people who are potentially going to kill PETA instead of what the real enemy is, which is the war, the violence, the problematic nature of their society that they are needing to fight, but she's more focused on whatever to keep Peta alive. And so we have the talents showing, Mm. which is a fabulous scene as well. This book is full of fabulous scenes. (laughs) Anyway, so she goes out and Peta's gone before her and she doesn't know what he did. Um, but she can tell it was it really was uncomfortable for the game makers. Yeah. So they covered whatever it was up. There's something on the ground that they covered up with a rug. And she can't see it, but she's like, okay, I got to do something real bad. <laughs> Basically <laughs> to pull the attention off of Peta and onto me. And so funny. <laughs> she is so gangster. <laughs> she, she hangs a dummy and writes Seneca Crane on it who Seneca Crane was last year's game maker who was killed because he let her do the berry thing and President Snow was not a fan of that I mean he even says if he had any brains he would have just blown you up (laughs) right then but he didn't and so yeah so it's really just a middle finger up to yeah. To the game makers and specifically. it's a reminder to the game makers that they're not safe. They're mm-hmm. up there behind their glass box thinking, mm-hmm. oh, Katniss can't shoot an arrow at us. But Katniss isn't their enemy either. Yeah. They. It's a reminder to them who the enemy is, mm-hmm. that they're not safe, that President Snow is the one who is really capable of hurting them. Yes. Uh-huh. So, again, she's recognizing who's the who the enemy is, but she's kind of still a little twisted to where it's not quite as direct as it should be but she's doing what she can and um we find out what Peter did what he did was he painted rue in all the flowers and basically i really like how he says it um he says i just wanted to hold them accountable if only for a moment for killing that little girl and i really like that 
as well. I just and the reactions. Out. Hamish's yeah. reaction. He's like, whatever. Yes. You guys can go die. Uh-huh. I don't yeah. care anymore. Hamish is so pissed. He's like, you idiots. You guys just really. And they end up both <laughs> receiving a 12, which is the highest you can go. And it's never happened before. Yeah. But it's just Hunger put a Games target history. on their back. Yeah. yeah now everybody the has to kill them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So Hamish gives up on them. But it's kind of <laughs> nice for them because they just kind of end up hanging out the rest of the time. Yeah. Like, I mean, the rest of the victors pretty much have been doing that most of the time. Like, they're not really training. They're just like, meh, whatever. We all survived this and right. we're fine. And we're all traumatized enough. It's not like we've, like, stopped knowing how to fight. <laughs> so yeah, some a lot of, them of them have, have struggled have, a lot. But I feel like it's kind of, it's split because they're all, some of them have kept up their fighting skills. And so they're just already prepared because they've been training for years and years and years. And then the other ones have kind of succumbed to vices a lot like Hamish, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not like the prep time they have before the Hunger Games is actually enough time to get them off of their drug addictions yeah. and back mm-hmm. in shape and, you know, all of that yeah. kind of stuff. So, like, what's the point anyway? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. pick your battles, yeah. basically. So, yeah, so then we go into the interviews, which is, again, so good. I just, <laughs> I'm going to try not to keep saying an amazing scene, but they're all just great. Anyway, so we see these interviews and all of Hamish is like all of them pretty much are trying to stop these games. They'll do everything they can to stop them. And that's why they're all saying things that are just very emotion driven. Very all of them are pointing fingers at the Capitol being like, you shouldn't do this. This It's terrible. This is wrong. Is this even legal? Like and the Capitol people don't disagree. Exactly. (laughs) Like it's a very emotional thing. And so by the time it comes to Katniss she's wearing her president snow tells her to wear her wedding dress that was voted on that she would have worn to her wedding with Peta. that was never gonna happen um and so she comes on and everybody's in hysterics and it's basically like her interview doesn't even really happen because everybody's just so emotional seeing yeah. her in the wedding dress um but Cinna tells her to twirl um just before she leaves and so she does uh. Uh, it's so powerful, but also so heartbreaking. Yes, you, you know, because you know, yeah, you, you know. know. So she spins and it catches fire and basically glo- goes up in flames and it's turned into a different dress. And it's a dress that looks like a Mockingjay. Um, she says, Senna has turned me into a Mockingjay. Which, um, as you continue on in the series, you realize that's her title as yeah. a figurehead for the Rebellion. And it's really, yeah, like you said, it's really sad because you know, like, and even Katniss kind of knows, like, she knows he's not going to make it out of that one. Yeah, they're going to come for him at some point. I don't know when, but they will. Yeah. And in the movie, I I love watching people react to these movies because they're just so dramatic and all the plot (laughs) twists and everything. They're just so great. Um, And everybody is always like, it shows... um, president snow watching and it does like cinna take a bow and like zooms in on him on the tv and president snow like closes his book and set it sets it down while he's watching and everybody who watches it is like oh he's dead (laughs) 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 like it just makes it very clear like oh yeah president snow noticed in no way yeah he's gonna go down for that and so but but it's still like it's this first moment where she becomes the mocking jay in front of everyone he uses the capitals televised services to spread her name everywhere Mm -hmm. you know and it's like so like it was necessary it was so 
beautiful. Oh, yes. Yeah. I love oh, so rebellion. Yes. <laughs> I love rebellion. And in a lot of ways, it spurs <laughs> her on too, as the yeah. time goes on to want to make that impact because Cinna kind of pushes her into it. And really, he does this and it's a sacrifice so that so much more good can happen. Yeah. Like in some ways, I think of just all the prophets and the scriptures who do Abinadi in the Book of Mormon who Mm -hmm. does this thing that he knows he's gonna die from but he also knows it needs to happen because it's gonna push someone to do what's right and to continue on in the work and that's what Sin is doing is he stands up in front of the Capitol and basically bears his testimony in a way of the rebellion and the need for it and gives his life for that testimony in order to spur on someone who's listening or watching and one of those people being Katniss. So that reminds me of um, a specific scripture that I found that uh, it's Romans twelve five, And it's pretty simple. It just says, so we being many are one body in Christ and every one members one of another. And I just love that imagery of like everybody being part of, of Christ and his gospel and that message. And, um, you know, Katniss in this particular situation, we would see like as Christ, right? You know, she's kind of, she's a sacrifice in a different way. Mm -hmm. She's not like a a death sacrifice the way that Christ was, but, you know, very much like, I mean, being the public figure that she is, Mm -hmm. is its own sacrifice. She's giving up everything um, when she decides to take on that mantle. And I mean, even now she's given up a lot too. And uh, I think it's cool that all of these other people kind of work as members of that body to make it possible. Katniss alone wouldn't stand a chance. She would have nothing. She's not charismatic enough. She like, she has nothing. It's almost happenstance that she's even become this character um, for all of these people. So yeah, I mean, you very much, you have Cinna becomes the first person who like sacrifices himself as a member of that body for for that body you know and as we you know all the spoilers as we continue on i won't actually say Mm -hmm. anybody but we learn that there are a lot of people right now acting in her interest for this greater body even though it's putting their lives on the line and i just love that comparison to members of the body of christ and you know the like you were just talking about abinadi was absolutely acting mm. as a member of the body of christ you know and being willing to do his part whatever that is each member of the body has a different role and mm-hmm. but they're all important to the overall functioning of it and so yeah. i just i love that sinna is uh, She's so I love Cinna so much. I know. Much. I love him too. Uh, okay. <sighs> anyway, okay. Um so then we go into Peter's interview. <laughs> it's so Pita, good. You just can't it's beat so him. Good. He's just so good at this game. <laughs> He's so He's good so at it. Good. He may not be the best fighter, but he can do this. He can play the so, game. Especially because Hamish hasn't been coaching them this time, really. Because like we said, they, he gave up on them. He's like, okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever. You, you're just messing up. And so <laughs> they go, they have the interview with PETA. And PETA's basically like, well, Caesar Fleckerman, the anchor is like oh it's so sad that you didn't get married like we were so excited and stuff and Peter's like oh yeah we got married actually in secret and Katniss is like cool (laughs) she's like yeah I can I can see it I can buy it I can run with this I'll just blush a little bit whatever and then 
he lets the big one drop because they're like, he's like, oh, wow, I'm so glad you had that time. And Peta's like, you know, I wouldn't regret anything at all except for the baby. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody explodes. Just want to appreciate how his dramatic timing is just impeccable. Seriously. It's like so right good. when nobody can handle anything else. Yeah. Just bomb just, drops. Yep. She's so pregnant. <laughs> and like Josh Hutcherson, like his the way he delivers the line in the movie too, just plays it up so well. And like Katniss is like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he just said that. And she's like, it's a good thing I just look shocked because like that still worked, but also like so crazy and Uh, but ultimately they don't cancel the games even though even capital people are trying to say that but we do have this great moment too where she ends up taking the hands of the male tribute from district 11 chaff and then all of them join hands and it's like this unity amongst tributes that are going into the hunger games and how much of a slap in the face that is to the capital as well yeah and so there's all these big moments that like we said earlier, like the Capitol was not prepared. President Snow was not prepared to actually deal with them. He didn't realize what he was doing. No, fully. no, he didn't realize what he was taking on. Mm-hmm. So then we get towards the games and like expected, um, Senna is killed. Well, we don't see him actually die, but he's dragged away. Assume. He's dragged away. And it's horrible because basically they have Katniss get into the tube and then it doesn't go up when it's supposed to. And that's when they come in and attack Cinna. When she's behind the glass, she can't do anything about it. She just has to watch and then immediately and then go goes into up the into the games. Like, <laughs> so they are. Brutal. But it's so fascinating because, like, you would think that they would try to get her to view the other tributes as her enemies and not the capital. Yeah. But by doing these things, like, they're trying to throw her off and stuff and threaten her. But they're not realizing it that it's determining her to right. want to make sure they're that, reminding yeah, her. They're reminding the her of who the enemy, enemy is. is. That's a that's probably where the capital differs from Satan because I don't think Satan messes up very often and no. and staying really subtle in our heads and trying to trick us. Whereas the capital panicked here mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> and started making some dumb decisions. Yep. And just reminded her. And I think, but I think the power behind that, as far as all of this goes, is the best way we can recognize Satan and recognize the enemy that we're fighting, the true enemy we're fighting, is by being close to Christ and doing those things that keep our relationship with him up. And then we're able to better see, we'll, we'll see with clearer eyes. You can feel the, the difference mm-hmm. in, in the influences. <laughs> so then they get in and Finnick has Hamish's bracelet. And so it's a signal to Katniss to trust him. You're going to be allies. Sorry, sucks to suck. Basically, Hamish is like, I don't care that you don't want allies. You need them and I'm going to force you. And so Finnick and Mags, um, who's from his dis- um, his district, an older lady, go together with Katniss and Peta. And Katniss is really struggling with this whole situation. Finnick is the pretty boy, Victor, like all the ladies love him. He's young still. His story is really, really tragic. We get into it more in Mockingjay, but... Basically, he's been used, like all the other victors, as a slave, but in his case, because he's nice looking, 
they've been using him as a sex slave basically and which yeah it just makes my heart it's break when you think about he, he went at 14 so yeah anyway really awful um but he's very good at faking it like all the other victors so he's just very much a flirty little stinker <laughs> Basically, is but a good word. Katniss is, starts to see a little bit more of a serious, more serious side to him throughout right. this. And it's in this these moments that she sees Finnick as the enemy where he's really not. And we learn more about why he's not later on in the book. But for now, she just keeps thinking, like, I should just get it over with and shoot Finnick. Like, that's where her focus is. Right. Um, for getting like, already have to kill anyway. who the real enemy is. But also, there, in a way, it's because she's lost a lot of hope. Like, she's yeah. like, I don't think I'm going to get out of this. Like, she doesn't really fully believe in the uprisings like she believes in them because she wants them to happen but she doesn't realize how big they actually are right and so how big the situation really is this rebellion and so to her she's just like whatever this is just the games i just got to get Peta out of this and that's my only goal instead of remembering what hamish the last thing hamish said to her was who the real en- enemy is and clearly you would think that other if Hamish chose Finnick with those words in mind you would think oh maybe there is something going on more here but she's in a difficult situation so it's understandable but it's in the most difficult situations that our um I our view can be narrowed so yeah. much we can allow judgment it to be gets clouded mm-hmm. that was so okay I'm gonna bring up another scripture here yeah. <laughs> that just uh I don't have any commentary on it it just kind of fits perfectly by itself in Moroni seven fourteen, um he says Wherefore, take heed, my beloved brethren, that ye do not judge that which is evil to be of God or that which is good and of God to be of the devil. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, that's just, that's Finnick to a T, you know, she like yeah. can't look past her, like the, her judgments of, of everybody and, and yeah, just wrongfully, wrongfully judging. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So then we get really into the games. Um, the first thing that happens while they're looking for fresh water, because it's all salt water that they've been able to find, is Peta hits a force field and dies, basically, <laughs> temporarily. He, his heart stops, and Finnick ends up starting it up again, which Katniss is, like, really surprised by um, for obvious reasons. Yes. But Peta comes back, and Katniss is just, like, so happy. Oh, it's so cute. Oh, my gosh. She's like like so relieved it's too bad she's not in love with him i know <laughs> for some reason when gail almost dies she's like oh i must be in love with him. But when Peta almost dies and she freaks out like that she's like she, that's not her thought at all it's fine <laughs> it's fine i think part of it is just she feels like she should be in love with gail because they've yeah. been together so much longer i think that's really what it comes down to she's like this makes sense (laughs) and before the games gail did understand her better than peter would and it did make sense there's still that relationship there but after the games no (laughs) sorry no not anymore but anyway so we see this happen Phoenix saves him then we have the mist which is a poison fog that comes in and mags it's so sweet. Oh. Basically, they're both... So it's causing their nerves and stuff to twitch. Um, 
when they get this poison fog on them, they blister up and then it if, impacts their nerves. And so not only are, there in, are they in pain, but they also can't control their movements very well. And so Finnick isn't able to carry... And then Peta, his legs are particularly affected. And so he can't really walk very well. But Katniss and Finnick... Katniss isn't able to carry Mags for very long. And so between Mags and Peta, they just can't do very much for them and so mags just kisses finnick on the mouth and walks into the fog and dies um knowing that she's not gonna make it and choosing to save katniss and Peeta. and they still don't understand this they're like why would she do that and okay i'm gonna go into a little bit of spoiler for later on because i think there's a lot of moments that we just need yeah to it needs to yeah. come out <laughs> So basically all of these tributes are, well, not all of them, but a lot of them are in in on this plan to get Katniss and Peeta out of the arena. And so um, that's what they're doing. And especially Katniss, but Peeta too, because they know how much Katniss, well, Hamish tells them. Yeah, Hamish says that they won't keep Katniss if Peeta's gone. So they have to protect Peeta too. (laughs) So they have to do both. And I mean, Peeta also has an impact. So there's that too, but yeah. And so Mags is the first to, well, Finnick by saving Peeta. And then Mags gives up her life because they are all remembering who the enemy is. The enemy isn't each other. The enemy is the capital and the violence that's come through these games. And so they are willing to sacrifice themselves to defeat that evil. Cinna and then Mags. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yep. Cinna, Mags. And then a little bit later. Before that, um, before moving on from that, um, it's actually one thing that i don't like in the movie Mm. i think it's it's a great movie Mm -hmm. um but they change this scene to where finnick flips out when mag sacrifices Mm. herself mags runs into the into the mist and finnick is like no no you know and katniss kind of has to drag him away and get him away and i'm like that kind of takes away from this overall plot because Mm -hmm. part of it is Katniss is like, why would Finnick carry Peeta instead of throwing Peeta into the mist and grabbing Mags? Mm -hmm. Like, why would he make that choice? It's like in the book, nothing is adding up. Like Mm -hmm. none of these decisions are making sense to Katniss, but her, her judgment is so clouded that she can't like put it all together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, and yeah, in the movie, I feel like they kind they take away from that, like really important goal where when Finnick freaks out instead of just being like yeah okay business as usual let's get out yeah. of here mm-hmm. yeah because yeah in the book he takes it very calmly like, yeah he understands yeah and Katniss is like what the what? frick but <laughs> then like later it says that he wants to take watch and it's and Katniss yeah. is Katniss realizes it's because he needs to cry yeah next. right and so like it still means a lot to him but right. like he just doesn't want to show that in front of them and he knows that it had to happen yeah in that Katniss moment doesn't understand yeah so yeah that's a really good point i agree with that um although i mean i do like an emotional like <laughs> screaming out for those you love it would have been pretty <laughs> the sacrifice just, but... but imagine the impact on the viewer that's true like knowing having finnick carry mags this whole time and seeing their relationship and then he just like walks away from her mm-hmm. The yeah. viewer of the movie would be like, whoa. 
(laughs) you'd be right there Mm -hmm. in Katniss's head (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. that's true that is very true I feel like it would have taken some real acting chops though to show like that he cares about it but like you know instead of just being like ignore it you know what i'm saying right. like you could they'd have be to show him crying later on yeah. for sure you'd, you know or even in the moment like looking right yeah having a look in his eyes that's like you'd have to see the in pain so much there. pain but just being like let's go yeah. you know kind of a thing so anyway yeah. which i mean i believe sam claflin could he could it, do it for sure. <laughs> for sure um anyway and then we have the monkey scene where um this district six woman who they've they've barely interacted with um comes out and stops a monkey from attacking Peta and gets attacked herself and killed and katniss and peter are so confused but it's so sweet Uh, Peta's amazing uh, i can't i can't stand it (laughs) basically they go down to the water that's surrounding the cornucopia in the middle and he takes her body there and basically tells her about like these paints that he makes because before the oh. games that's like the one interaction they had had with this woman who's addicted to morphling is what it's called it's like more intense morphing basically yeah. um morphling and they painted together basically they painted um katniss <laughs> together they painted her into a meadow and um it's very sweet and so he's just telling her about like when he'd do the cakes at the bakery like how he would mix the colors and the frosting and stuff and it just calms her down before she dies and i'm like Peter, why are you so good (laughs) um but again just like this other woman who's part of this who has suffered with addiction and i think it's extra powerful thinking of her and her situation like she easily like addiction is something that is so like consuming Mm -hmm. and the fact that she is in this probably suffering withdrawals probably just suffering in general because she's in the freaking hunger games (laughs) again where it's like childhood trauma is the hunger games and she's back there she's being taken off of her drugs Mm -hmm. going through withdrawals which is leaving her more susceptible to memories of Mm -hmm. that trauma coming back to be repeat themselves yeah it's so bad it's terrible but then sacrificing herself for a greater cause Uh, is just so amazing like i just i love it and i love that it goes to show you know that whole idea of connecting it with remembering who the enemy is i think sometimes we see our enemy as people who are maybe making choices we don't agree with Mm. or people who are in very different state of life to us um often due to their own choices whatever that may be and i think her being an addict um a drug user is a beautiful portrayal of someone who yes has their difficulties but even they are close enough to a sort of spirit to recognize yeah. truth and what's really important. Yeah. These drug addict characters kind of freak Katniss out. They're they're kind of these mm-hmm. like scary weird alien creatures yeah. throughout the whole like it's preparation really for the Hunger Games. really impacted their bodies and yeah, yeah, they're yeah, they're gaunt looking. They're, I don't remember the exact descriptions, mm-hmm. but yeah just kind of scary looking so she stays away from them and they're just kind of creepy and so it's not like an overt judgment where she abuses them or disrespects them verbally in any way but it's definitely a judgment and then she kind of has to rethink that later when she realizes that 
they were there doing something, I mean, even greater than she was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And then we go into, we end up meeting up with Joanna, Wyris, Wy- and Beattie. And they talk about blood rain that came down. So there's just all these things happening in the arena. And we discover Wyris keeps saying TikTok and over and over. And it's super annoying to Joanna. <laughs> Um, which I, I mean, can't get behind enough. Joanna, not gonna really? lie. Oh my gosh. I I'm think like, she's such ugh. a fascinating character. Shush. Stop talking. You're too angry. She, is, she has <laughs> a lot of anger, but I do think it's interesting that she's even able to push Pat past yeah. that anger to focus on who the real enemy yeah. is like i think she does especially like comparing her to gail who is also a very angry person right like i just think she's able to understand the real truth after being in the hunger games the real truth of what they're fighting against better than gail does yeah even though she is so angry and i mean for good reason frankly like, i mean she's, she's I gone think... through it the poor thing like i mean she says it right um, not long after this with the birds that the jabber jays that sound like the tortured members of your family which is just awful and you're forced to listen to them because you get trapped in it yeah. um joanna's like i don't have anybody left that i love so they can't do that to me and we learn i believe we learn in mocking jay um that it's because they tried to do the same thing to her that they did to finnick and she refused and so they killed the people she loved she can be frustrating but also i get why she's so angry yeah (laughs) because yeah but she is interesting in that I would say that she probably gets distracted from the enemy at times. I think mm-hmm. there are times where she's genuinely like, this isn't worth it. You are terrible and I want you gone. Yeah. You know, she gets distracted, but she does like go back and go back. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's more accurate to all of our journeys, yeah. right? Yeah. Getting <laughs> Is a little getting distracted, getting diverging mm-hmm. a little bit and then being like, okay, no, I like, I know, I know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It's so true. So true. Honestly, she's kind of like a lot of the worst aspects of Katniss just put into a person. That's fair. Like, yeah. <laughs> she just is Katniss. She's just more vocal about the feelings right. that Katniss has. Whereas Katniss is very quiet. Yeah. She just says She'll everything. Keep it to herself. <laughs> and I think a lot of that does come from the fact that Joanna doesn't have anybody left. For sure. Like Katniss still has people she loves left who could get hurt by what she says or does. Whereas yeah. Joanna's like, I don't. Who cares? So. I'm like, yeah, kill me. Yeah. Make my day. Seriously. Exactly. <laughs> so sad. It's terrible. Yes. Anyway, so yes, um, Ryris keeps saying TikTok and Katniss figures out upon thinking about it that it's because the whole arena is a clock. So all of these things that are happening in the arena happen within an hour and it's all separated by these little sections of the arena um and so they're starting to understand this a little bit more um we have an an attack at the cornucopia where they first of all spin the arena so now they don't really know where the danger is um which is what leads them to be in the wrong place with the birds and then we also have um wyrus get stabbed during this and they also are able to kill a couple of the um career pack who are their main enemies within the games and so that is a big scene and then yeah they have the Jabberjays situation man the capital really just wants to mess with them but i do think it is coming from this place of panic like they're really trying to throw them off 
and psychologically, but it's just making yeah. them more determined. They have to play this psychological game. torture game because they're like, because they, they keep surviving everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> but absolutely, then it just, it, again, it's just reminder. It's just those blatant reminders that tell them like, no, these are the people we actually want to be fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then we have... <laughs> The moment with PETA. The moment. <laughs> when I wrote this in my um, plan, uh, Kariana texted me and was like, so what's the moment with PETA? And I was like, I'm sorry, I just, I didn't know how else to explain it. But it's basically where we see once again how amazing PETA is. <laughs> and um, Katniss is like, I think we need to leave soon because we're down to just a few of us left outside of our personal ally group. And I don't want to be the one that has to shoot first. Like, I'd rather they die by other hands than ours, if Mm -hmm. possible. So if we leave now, that's more likely to happen. And PETA's like, okay, maybe let's wait a little bit longer until we at least kill, like, maybe a couple more of the careers or whatever. And then we'll move on. And then he does this whole spiel where he's trying to persuade Katniss to let him die. And part of it is they all got a little gold piece. Well, Katniss had her pin already that was gold. Effie got her hair. And then Hamish was given the gold um, wristband that he gives to Finnick. And then Peta asked for this gold locket. And inside it has pictures of Katniss's family and Gale. And just telling... And Gale! Anyway. And Gale, yeah. (laughs) Peta, man. Peta knows who the enemy is. Peta. He does. And he's like... Peta's like, I know you love Gale and that's okay. Yeah. Like, he's like, for them, you need to live. And, of course, it just determines her even more. She's like, (laughs) okay, you're way too cute. You can't die. (laughs) That's not what she thinks, but that's what she thinks. (laughs) She's like, she's like, you tried to make that work, but really it just made me like, yeah, you're too pure. I can't. You cannot die, Peta. So, and then they have their first, like, real, real kiss. Second. Like, I mean, Second. the first one, they have that one, but it's still a little more played up for the cameras. This one's like, okay. sh- they just want to kiss each other. Okay. You know, right. she just wants to kiss him because he's so cute. <laughs> I love she's when she's like... like- He's going to launch into a speech about Prim and that's no good at all. So I'm just going to kiss him before he starts talking. Yep. She's like, no. (laughs) So they just kiss and it's just so cute. I love it so much. And the score in the movie just makes it even better. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, another comment about how they did it in the movie. I just, like, they did such a good job of showing that that's, like, a real kiss. Like, Mm. I feel like it would be easy to be like, oh, it's just another one for the game. But I think between the score and just, like, the way the actors portray it, you're like, okay, yes, this is, like, real. Like, they're getting lost in this, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah, I know what you're saying. (laughs) So good. It's one of those kisses where cute feels kind of, like, kind of the wrong word. (laughs) See me? You're reading it and you're like... Oh, well, <laughs> okay. For it. When she's like, there was nothing to interrupt us. I'm like, oh boy, where, where's the <laughs> scene going? <laughs> People can still see you too. Like, <laughs> honestly, let's be careful. Um, anyway, but they, they're so cute. Anyway, and again, yeah, like you said, it just shows that Peter really does know who the real enemy is. And like part of his thing is like Katniss. He's like, I just want Katniss to live. But there's also yeah. a part of him that knows 
that like not only does he want her to live but like she needs to like even though he's not in on all the behind the scenes stuff like he knows enough to be like this she's more important than i am Mm -hmm. yeah and so then we have bd's plan which is basically he has this wire that he invented that magically was put into the games Ooh, um, I know. Interesting. So he takes it, and the plan is there's this tree that keeps getting struck by lightning every day at noon and midnight. It's the 12 o'clock in the clock. And they are going to wrap this wire around, take it down to the beach, so anybody in the water on the damp sand will get electrocuted. And so they can hopefully take out at least one or two of their final enemies within this Hunger Games. And while they're doing this, Katniss and Joanna are taking the coil to the beach um, and the boys are staying behind to set things up. And on the way, Katniss, there's, they end up getting caught by the careers. But before they're able to actually see the careers, Joanna seems to turn on her um, and hit her and then cut her arm open and she tells her to stay down and then runs. Um, and Katniss is like, well, it's so funny because part of her is like, what was she doing? Like, was she trying to pretend like I was dead? But then she was like, no way. <laughs> That's not real. That can't happen. Especially with Joanna. She's like, no way. Joanna's just trying to kill me. Joanna's a traitor. 100%. She just left me here to die, basically. And then the career showed up before she could finish the job, was her thought. And so she's running back to see if Pete is okay, because she's worried that, like, Finnick and Joanna were together in cahoots and made that switch up. And finds Beady is knocked out. And she realizes, well... Finnick comes through and there's just this very tense moment where you're like, is she going to forget who the real en- enemy is? Is yeah. she, she's got her arrow trained on Finnick to shoot him. Cause Pete is gone. I should mention Pete has disappeared. I think she hears his voice at one point, but like she can't find him. And yeah, she's trained at Finnick, but then the memory of Hamish's words to remember the enemy comes into her mind. And in that moment, she realizes what Beatty was trying to do. And she, he was trying, cause he's the one who tells her about the flaw in force fields where you can see them right. and they're a little weaker And so she utilizes that information, shoots an arrow into the sky of the arena, and shuts it down. It's so amazing. It's really epic. So epic. Shooting directly at who the real enemy is, basically, symbolically. And so, and I love, too, that her arrow doesn't hit snow or anything. Her arrow is trained at the enemy, which is the games, the right, the, the violence. violence, and the treating each other as enemies yeah. is the problem. And it's such this, in terms of the rebellion, it's such an overwhelmingly impossible moment. Bringing mm-hmm. down the arena. Yeah. Like, who would have ever thought that would even be possible, you know? It's like... It's this moment where she accomplishes the impossible. And yeah, and it's because she is finally able to clear her head. It's almost, it's actually kind of interesting that PETA isn't there. It's the first time that PETA isn't around her Mm -hmm. that she's finally like, okay, let me like think this through and figure out what I'm actually supposed to do here and makes a decision for the greater good that actually helps along the cause that she doesn't actually know that she's supporting. But yeah. but a part of her does. A part of her does, mm-hmm. yes. She knows enough that yeah. she's make, using her agency to turn the tables. Right. And so it's just, it's really, it's just an, it's an awesome moment in terms of 
of both of, of the of the enemy and the rebellion and and yeah and what she accomplishes with just one arrow in that moment yeah and then we have the reveals. So we have a hovercraft come and get her and she thinks, I mean, it has Plutarch in it. So she thinks, oh no. I've been caught. It's over. Capital has got me. They're going to torture me, whatever. Um, but she's like, hopefully Peta ends up being okay, basically is her last thought. And then she passes out and then wakes up and she comes face to face with Hamish, Plutarch, and Finnick in a room together. <laughs> And discovers that Plutarch Heavensby, this head game maker, was actually in on it the whole time on this rebellion and has been a leader amongst making these plans to get Katniss and Peeta out of the arena and then go to District 13 where there is are a bunch of people still and there is a re- revolution being planned and prepared. And um, Katniss and Peeta were really kind of the only ones who didn't know any- anything because it was safer that way. But unfortunately, Peeta was left behind. Um, and Katniss is heartbroken over this. Like, she freaks out. And what do you know? Hamish and was right. <laughs> Without Peeta, they mm-hmm. can't get her to cooperate. <laughs> yeah, it's just... And Katniss is once again a fool because how she can act like this and not <laughs> admit that she loves Peeta, I just don't understand. But anyway. <laughs> I'm like she doesn't even need to admit that she's like in love with him but like you love him like you love him at least as much as Gail like anyway it's fine so yeah they have this moment and then she like refuses to eat she's just really upset and um losing track of who the real enemy is because she's just so focused on this loss of Peta and she's blaming Hamish yeah, so Hamish kind of kind of becomes her enemy in this moment Instead of understanding that he was just doing what he could. Yeah. And that he's not any happier about it than she is. Um, because he loves Peter too. It's actually really poignant uh, because we kind of mentioned this earlier and it's one of the notes that I took that... Hamish and Peta are really the only people Katniss fully trusts. Mm-hmm. They're all they're the only people who she's like, they understand me. They're on the same side as me. She knows that Hamish would only do things for her good to help her, right? Mm-hmm. And she she when she sees the bracelet that Finnick has, she may not trust Finnick entirely, but she allies with him. Mm-hmm. She she trusts Hamish enough to say, okay, whatever. And she trusts she trusts Hamish enough to, and she knows him well enough to read his signals with the um, gifts in the arena, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's a real betrayal that she senses that that turns her, and she kind of she allows that focus on Peta rather than on everything else mm-hmm. to to get in her head and make her forget that Hamish is actually one of the two people in the world that she knows and understands entirely mm-hmm. and perfectly and can trust with everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It is. It's so true. Um, but then Gail comes in and <laughs> I mean, at least he's there when she needs him because she needs someone yeah. who she can feel like she trusts and yeah. she doesn't blame Gail for the situation so it's easier for her to talk to him until of course he tells her that her district has gone up in flames <laughs> so yes the, the last, blows keep coming the last sentence is there is no more district 12 um, from Gail they as soon as she blew out the arena they sent in 
crafts and blew up district 12 destroyed it and so gail was able to get prim and her mom out in time and a lot of other people but a lot of people died as expected and we learn more about that in the next book it's really heartbreaking but it also is just kind of another showing of who the real enemy is or what it is and it's the violence and the pain that is being caused unnecessarily um and unfairly unjustly and i do want to end this we've talked a lot about recognizing enemies and recognizing when people aren't enemies that we are on the same side and i want to wrap it up with a thought about what exactly we are trying to build within Mm. that within this big battle of ours the spiritual battle of ours against sin and the people who advocate for sin those actions that advocate for sin um and then satan and his followers what we're building is zion is a place where we are of one heart and one mind like you brought up earlier there's a talk by elder bednar i believe from this last general conference in april um and it is titled put on thy strength o zion And he quotes a scripture. It is Doctrine and Covenants 82, verse 14. Oh, I guess it is Isaiah 52, 1. And then he does Doctrine and Covenants. And he says, Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. For Zion must increase in beauty and in holiness. Her borders must be enlarged. Her stakes must be strengthened. Yea, verily I say unto you, Zion must arise and put on her beautiful garments. And I think very symbolically in this series, that's what they're trying to do is build up a Zion here on earth and get away from all of the tragedy and pain of the past and try to create a just and merciful an equally just and merciful place where it's beautiful and that's what they're trying to build through sacrifice through remembering what they're actually fighting for and against and by being unified as a people regardless of differences Um, and Katniss is still learning that as there are so many of the other characters in the series but that's part of what Zion is is learning that learning how to be united and I love how this series really explores that idea all right well that is everything from us for this episode thank you so much for listening and watching if you haven't already be sure to subscribe as well as leave a like or a five-star review depending on if you're listening or watching on youtube also follow us on instagram at god and all things podcast we do post on there pretty regularly so definitely check us out there also if you're interested in what i'm reading go ahead and check me out on my channel on youtube good strong words it's a lot of fun over there as well and I think that will do it today so in a few weeks we will come back to you with Mockingjay so we'll get to that we'll probably do at least one other episode in between and then come back to it so look forward to that um oh we forgot to mention at the beginning we have moved to every other week for episodes so if you're curious about why we didn't have an episode last week that is why we did post about that on our instagram um so like i said be on there because then we'll put updates and stuff (laughs) um it's just going to be easier for our schedules and a little bit for our mental health as well (laughs) so we decided to break it up but anyway like i said thank you so much for watching and listening we hope you are having a wonderful day keep remembering to see god in all things and we will see you next time bye bye Bye.